Phil, believe it or not, we're dealing with the baptism of Jesus once again. Uh, it seems strange to have it. And, and I think it's one of the readings set for next week as well. So we seem to be very keen on it. Anyway, what do you make of it? Why, why have we got it now and what do you make of it? Yeah, there's a reason why we would have this reading because last week with the Transfiguration, we're all the way into chapter 9 of Mark's Gospel. Um, and this week we're expected to come back to chapter 1. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the hint might be it's the first Sunday of Lent. Um, and, of course, the traditional understanding is the temptations of Jesus in the wilderness. Yeah. Um, but Mark gives such scant attention to that that it's covered in verses 13 and 14, and clearly the devisers of the lectionary said two verses is not enough. We've got to give them more. So in actual fact, in seven verses, we've got the baptism of Jesus, the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness, and the call of the first disciples. Yeah, I like these short ones. They're good. <laughs> That's all <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. And do you think there's a there's links between them all? You know, is it more than just we need to make the church service last an hour so the gospel reading has to be long? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I think the link is that Mark wants us to know he's telling one story. He's not telling segments of different stories. Um, and I think the challenge for a preacher would be, what do we make of the three combined rather than picking the eyes out and saying, oh, we've got the temptation story of Jesus in verses 13 and 14. Mark does give some interesting detail, which uh, Matthew and Luke don't, uh, the fact that he was tended by angels uh, while he was out there. Um, there's an opening for a preacher, but I don't know what you would make of it. Well, I think it has to do with, because I think they, the three do link. One of the links is the aspect of violence in each bit of the story. Um, you've got the, um, uh, the, the heavens being torn apart, which it doesn't appear in any of the other baptism stories. You've got Jesus being driven out into the wilderness by the spirit or thrust out, depending on the translation. And then you've got um, the the confrontation with evil or with the Satan or with the tempter or however you put that. I, I mean, I think those things kind of link the stories together and the angels are part of this sort of uh, cosmic opening up that we got in the tearing the heavens open. Yeah, okay. So uh, what you're doing is saying that no matter what he was doing, there were forces against Jesus. There were uh, active uh, opposition and there were people and cosmic powers even that were trying to stop these things from happening. Yes, and I think that's established right at the beginning because, of course, the only other time the, the, the idea of being torn appears in Mark's Gospel is at the very end when the temple curtain is torn in two. It's the only other time the word is used. So there's this, um, yeah, it, 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 somehow the tearing open the heavens has, in a sense, kind of unleashed um, the violent uh, aspects of uh, either the cosmos or, if you want to take a more psychological viewpoint, um, the, the kind of violent aspects within ourselves, which is another way of reading what's going on in the temptation. Yeah, okay. Which makes sense because I think Matthew, uh, Mark chapter 15, which is the summing up of these three, tells us that, uses the Greek word kairos, um, which says a crucial moment has arrived. Um, 
we're on the precipice of something. Um, something key is about to happen. Um, and here's three evidences. And as you rightly point out, there are forces reigned against Jesus in each of those three evidences. Yes. Yeah. And, and that the, the language of Mark in a number of places is really the language of violence or, if you like, of apocalypse all the way through, which, you know, a lot of commentators have said may well relate to Mark's community and the, the terrible condition they may have well been in either just before the Jewish war or just after the fall of the temple, whenever it was written, uh, it's obviously they're in, uh, they're in serious uh, danger as a community. So what's the Lenten message for hearers on Sunday in 2021? Um, I mean, you could describe our world in fairly similar terms uh, as you look around the climate apocalypse um, that, you know, divided politics, uh, the end of democracies. Um, what, what do you reckon these three brief stories co-joined by Mark at a crucial time, what are they saying to us as we enter the season of Lent, season of reflection and repentance? Yeah, well, I think the, the, being the season of Lent is, is an important part of it because at least one of the ways you could read these stories is that... Um, you know, to use a colloquialism, um, the shit has suddenly got real. You know, here's a moment where we now need to uh, to face up to the reality of the world, um, of the yep. reality of our own lives, and and that we can no longer live with with kind of partial truths or counterfeit um, responses or the kind of uh, make America great again worldview that says all we need to do is. Um, you know, the, 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 what is, whatever is going on here, as you put it, is is quite cataclysmic and quite ultimate. There are evil forces uh, at play and uh, partial solutions won't work and uh, patching up won't work. We now have to kind of um, face the truth of things, which, of course, is part of the testing of Jesus. He had to face the truth uh, within himself and his experience of God and it's tempting here to go to the other Gospels who give us a little bit more to work with in the temptations. But but even just sticking with with Mark, um, it appears, although it's not that clear, if only we if, if Mark was the only thing we had, we wouldn't know for sure. Jesus appears to triumph in the temptation, but it's not 100 percent sure that he does in Mark. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in that sense, the message is not that different to if you're preaching on the temptations alone. Uh, the message is now is the time you're going to be tested to what are you going to remain true? That's right. I think that's right. And, and I think, you know, I keep, I've done this week after week lately, but banging on about the first verse of chapter one, that it all seems to be encapsulated in there, that the good news, the Messiah, the kingdom of God, the son of God, all of that is, is encapsulated and now it's going to get real. And it turns out that these things are not going to be fairyland. They're going to be very, very hard fought. And if they're one at all, and you never get this clear, certainly in the early part of Mark, if they are one, they're going to be hard one. Yeah. So here's a step on the journey, but the story moves on. Um, there's, there's no resting. There's no sitting still. Um, this doesn't have its lows and its easy parts. Um, it's heading towards the final solution at the end of the uh, the end of Mark. 
Yeah. I had this flash. Oh, go on. No, you, you go. You finish. Uh, I had this flash this morning. I'm thinking about, you know, how to put the service together for Sunday, making it a little bit different because it's the first Sunday of Lent and trying to find something that I can use to follow through. And I thought one of the simplest things I can do when I begin the service um, at my place, I um, we do the call to worship and then I go and light the candle and I spend, you know, two or three seconds just looking at the flame after I've lit it as, as just a way of centering myself and inviting them to see this flame for what it really is. But I was wondering whether in Lent I might strike the match, put it towards the flame, bring it back and blow it out and leave it. Not say anything about it, but, you know, having already said it's Lent and, you know, I wonder if that kind of has a, is a bit of a, a way of, you know, most people will look at it and go, well, well you know, it, they won't care. But for me and maybe a couple of other people, it might mean something. Well, it, it's a different season, so maybe do things differently. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've got to say, mate, the whole the whole time we've been talking, uh, you're going in and out of sunlight, so it's a bit of a transfiguration experience happening. Um, you're 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 a week late. Over your left shoulder, there's a uh, flashing emergency light. So I don't know if that's lent happening right there, but I know you're by the river. So perhaps drawing a, all that together, you should go and baptize yourself. I will. Thank you. <laughs> right. See ya.